Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it. All right, so Andrew, the jury's out. Uh, uh, our listeners really do not like us talking about vehicular combat games. Really? Uh, yeah. The Twisted Metal did not go over very well, the Twisted they, Metal episode. They didn't like that we didn't like it? Well, I don't think they understood how we possibly couldn't have liked it <laughs> because clearly they haven't played it in the past little while. I, I think that might say. be the issue. Yeah. Uh, uh, people take their lore uh-huh. very seriously, <laughs> which is what I, when I think about a vehicular combat game, for me, it's about the lore. It's about the lore. I don't even care how it plays. Absolutely. I don't even want to get behind the wheel. Just tell me more about the car. I want oh. to read about the people in the car. Don't put me behind the wheel. No. Put me inside the wheel. Yeah. I am the backseat driver. Yes. Of telling the lore about the driver. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's you, that, that, you, you and I are on the same, on page. same page. Our listeners, not so much. Okay. So I have a solution that I'm going to propose. Okay. More vehicular combat games. Not something wildly different. Well, I don't think we, I need, I think we need to double down. Okay. I think we need to, just like a V, you know how in, in, in Twisted Metal, yeah. how you had to shoot a car like yes. 20,000 times before so it registered any damage. Yes. Uh, I think we need to do 20,000 vehicular combat games before our listeners realize that we actually have a point here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we want to do another vehicular uh, uh, I almost said manslaughter, but vehicular combat game. Well, there is manslaughter involved. If you do it correctly. Uh, another game, just to prove our point that these games are good or bad. Well, we're going to find out, Andrew, so. this week as we take a look at 1998's Vigilante 8 on the Retrograde Podcast. There was eight of them? <laughs> Welcome to the Retrograde Video Game Podcast, where this week we take a look at another vehicular combat game, Vigilante 8. Vigilante 8, yes. My name is Andrew Basco. With me, as always, is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. The masked vigilante, Mikey Aaronworth himself. Oh, Mikey, this is so exciting. Mikey Aaronworth himself, the Mm -hmm. masked vigilante himself. The masked vigilante, Mikey Aaronworth. Himself. Where do I, okay, Mm -hmm. if I want to put himself in there, it's the masked vigilante himself. Mike yes, Aaron was, yes, right? that would yeah. be correct. Yeah, yeah. So right. I did the wrong thing. Okay, so yeah. Okay, so let's uh, take so two. <laughs> if you're a vigilante, Andrew, uh-huh. you're coming after me because I did the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what vigilantes do. Wait, no. Vigilantes are, aren't they criminals on the run? No, vigilant. those are fugitives. Yeah. So vigilantes are like almost militia. Where it's like it's like really? regular people who take up arms to, to hunt down uh, uh, criminals. So like Batman's a vigilante. Batman is a vigilante. Mm. And a fugitive, depending on who you ask. Right, Absolutely. <laughs> And probably Harrison Ford has played both in his career because he's been a fugitive. He's been a fugitive. Probably he's been, been the titular fugitive mm-hmm. before. Well, in Blade Runner, he's kind of a vigilante. No, because he works for a detective agency. No, you're right. He yeah, has yeah, a job. yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, technically, hey, let's start from the top. The- Shrinking. No. <laughs> Han Solo. No, that's what I was thinking. Because oh. he's he's a he's a he works for the Rebel Alliance. Yes. And he's mm-hmm. taking down the Empire. Right. So I mean. That's that's more. He's a terrorist. It kind of depends think. on the the Rebel Alliance's payroll and HR situation. Right. Like, do they make him sign? Like, is uh, he an outside contractor? <laughs> Does he get health benefits? Uh, July twenty first is an orientation. It lasts two weeks. Get pizza at lunch. Uh, he's like, okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's only twelve parsecs away. Yeah, he's like, Chewy, we need to go to this orientation thing. By the way, what are parsecs? Did we ever find that out? You know, the no, Millennium no, Falcon. No. Don't don't find out. What? I don't want to know more about this universe because every time that they tell me more, I'm like, I hate this more. Don't like just let it be mystical nonsense. Before we get into video games, yeah. because we will, because you are Andrew Basco, I'm Mike Aaronworth, mm-hmm. the two greatest video game journalists you've never heard of. Uh, before we get into video games, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? And it can be an offshoot. Uh, it can be Solo. <laughs> what? 
Don't uh, do that. No, 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 no. You're, and don't say Phantom Menace, you son of a I'm bitch. not going to say Phantom Menace. I actually hate people that do that. Okay, because there was a time when you were toying with the idea of like, were they as bad as we remembered? I, yes. And, yes. and then we went back and watched it. Yeah. And the fact that it starts out because of a, like a, a, a trading route incident yes. between yes. spice traders. Yes. You're like, this is how the Star Wars starts. Yes, I just love that George Lucas like, <laughs> saw, like was reading, like uh, wasn't reading, he was live for it. But it's like Vietnam was started because a boat went over the, the international border and then they warned him and then it started a whole conflict. Right. And you're like, yeah, that's a real story. That's not interesting. No, you could do anything. It's a space opera. Yeah. It's a space where, you know what's more interesting than spice trade route issues? What's that? The shot heard around the world, Andrew. I'm mm. talking Gabriel Princip. I'm tra- talking Franz Ferdinand. I'm talking World War One. Yeah, Great Great band. yeah, when, yes, hundred percent. When someone tried to assassinate the Archduke of Pop, Franz <laughs> Ferdinand. <laughs> well, that would make sense why we haven't heard of them and heard from them in a while. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah still making good music. Uh, no, I'm excited what's, for. What's your favorite movie? Sorry, we didn't even say. Oh, my favorite movie. Uh, Star Wars. I I honestly think it's probably A New Hope. Oh, it's the first one? Yeah, I, I just... I, well, no, Andrew, the fourth uh, one. Sorry. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that you're right. Like, I hate that, that technically it's like, no, it's the fourth one. It's like, yeah, right, of course, yeah. No, it is... It's, I uh, you know, every time I go back and I start a rewatch, when I hit four, it just reminds me again that four, five, and six are fucking magical. Mm-hmm. And I think that by five and six, the reminder of how magical they are kind of wears off a little bit. Yeah. But if I, if I were to wait five years and then watch one for the first time, like any of any of them for the first time, maybe episode five would be my favorite. I think episode five is my favorite. It's, it is it is great. So you, yeah. You just like to see the inside of... Uh, of uh, a tauntaun? A, a tauntaun. Yeah, 100%. It's a very sexual experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Harrison Ford before using it as a sleeping bag fucked it? Harrison Ford? Oh, he fuck Jesus, it on Luke set? Skywalker. No, Harrison Ford afterwards, like, you done with that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, too much Harrison Ford on the mind. And how uh, can you blame me? I can't, I can't blame Handsome you, Andrew. Man. Handsome man, indeed. Uh, uh, visually, maybe kind of Indiana Jones a little bit, maybe? Oh, yeah, kind a of. A little bit, not, not quite, because his, his whole prerogative is, is robbing uh, uh, cradles, robbing <laughs> tombs. Uh, it uh, is funny, though, that we didn't talk about that. I saw the newest movie. It's totally fine. It's yeah. a painfully mediocre movie, but... I don't know because people's disappointment. I think people are like it sucks. And you're like, yeah. nah, I don't know if it sucks. It's just not good. Um, is that I thought they were going to address the idea that like this belongs in a museum and all that kind of stuff. Where now we look at museums going like, you know, they're stealing from the country that they did. And that really isn't brought up. And I thought there was going to be some kind of retroactive like this should stay in the ground <laughs> or, or, or they just double down on it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, this belongs in a British museum. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. They go, they, it's him trying to steal the pyramids of Egypt and, yeah. uh, and just bring them into a British museum. <laughs> um, um, speaking of stealing yeah. and what not to do mm. and what's going to happen to you. If you do steal Andrew today, we're going to be taking a look at visual anti eight. Yes. Uh, we said this in the intro, People were not happy with our Twisted Metal conversation. Oh, uh, uh, they, they didn't love it because mm. we didn't love the game. And the typical, you didn't give it enough time. Uh, uh, you don't understand the story, which would that was honestly, Andrew, there's always a reaction when we have a TikTok or something mm-hmm. that gets a lot of traction. One of the initial tra- traction, yeah. indeed. Yeah, what I'm am I, Axel with both hands? Okay, I need to talk about Axel. Sorry, keep going. Sure. I want to talk the, about the, uh, 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 There's always the initial reaction when it starts to go where people just start shit talking. Mm-hmm. And my feeling is like, yeah, I, I want to make people laugh. I want to make people, let people have a good time. But people can be very cruel and I get my back up a little bit. And, and at first I'm always like, fuck, this sucks. But then you start to like take a step back and look at how 
funny it is how desperately people defend the lore of twisted metal yes. and it just makes it puts a smile on my face before i go to bed when people get so upset that they're coming after people personally because calypso is a demon and that's why he's mischievous and i'm like i never said he wasn't a demon what are we what is going on right now <laughs> i'm so mad that you didn't recognize his demon powers yeah yeah i know the fact that this does upset i'm sorry i don't want to upset you life's hard like you should be happy so maybe don't like take us down in the process too, but uh, it's more to say that we just play the game and the game is uneventful and boring. Yeah, it is. It is uneventful, boring, mechanically a little bit unsound, I would say. Um, uh, but hopefully today's game isn't. It's Vigil Anti-8. And we're going back to our classic format of episode where we're going to talk about the game. Do you have much experience with this game? Uh, I have played this game a little bit, but not a lot to leave a lasting mark. A lasting, an indelible mark, as indelible some might say. Mark, yes. uh, so typically what we, what we used to do every episode, but now is more of just like a special feature is we take a look back at these games that we used to play when we were kids. We rate and review those games out of four bits based on our memory of the game. Then we actually play the game, come back, and give the game another rating out of four bits this time based on how the game holds up in the modern day against like some modern games mm -hmm. excited to do that again this week uh you can find our gameplay segments over on youtube but before we talk about this game in the modern day mm -hmm. andrew uh let's talk a little bit about modern games oh. you want to do that take a little bit of a detour absolutely modern warfare other mm -hmm. games with the name modern in them uh modern mm -hmm. family i'm sure there was a the modern mechanics for kids uh, modern popular mechanics for kids not, not the way i played it not, way, not, not popular they. at all <laughs> <laughs> uh uh yeah modern family the online role play game oh, that was my Favorite. Yes, absolutely. Um, no, you you were talking, Andrew, about uh, a little bit off mic Fortnite. Oh yeah, uh, and, and all the goings on there. Why don't you, you update us as our resident in-house Fortnite episode? <sighs> well, thank you. It's a big job, and uh, it's head is wears the crown. Yeah, yeah. I, the, which you get when you win a game of Fortnite. Oh, when you way. crown. Yes, you. Could the only, I've only crowned once in my life, Andrew. <laughs> yes, yeah. it was. Don't say it. What? No, you were just gonna. You're gonna say. I'm not gonna. What say was it. I gonna say? You were gonna say your mom's puss. I was not going to say puss. Absolutely. You I was going to say I slipped out. out of my mom's cunt. What are you talking about? I'm not going to say pussy on this podcast. Are you going to believe that? People get very offended by that. Except in Australia it's where that's like every third correct. word. Yeah, I am. We're recording in Australia time right now. I'm allowed to do this. I do always laugh though. It is always like in a very American creation to go like, you know, they want a British prince or something like that. And then you kind of go like, I don't think you've met a lot of Brits. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, is like, cause it's the same thing. It's like, why don't we have great TV shows like the British and stuff like that? And it's like, well, the only the good ones come across. Well, that's There's true. There's a lot of very lowbrow stuff. And it's the same. Across. Do American TV shows make it over to Britain? I'm sure they do. Like I'm yeah. sure they watch Succession. Ooh. It was also written by a Brit too. But they but. also probably make fun of it. They probably think that's every American. Well, the idea that in in America, that's a drama where people are like, oh, this is very serious. Yeah. And then everyone else in the world's like, there's it's a, a good amount of comedy. It, in it this. is. It is a very funny it's show. It's farcical. Yeah. You know what I mean? But whatever. It's the same thing with Australians. Like, man, Australians are so attractive. And it's just like some guy just pulling up and going, good day, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know, man. Like, it's uh, that way. Sorry, I, yes. I says that word a lot. Sorry. Well, I'm not sorry. Okay. Um, I am. I'm allowed to say it because. Why is that now? Because I, I crowned. Oh, right. Oh, wait. Nope. C-section. Shit. I can't oh, wow. say it. <laughs> so you never crowned. We need to get you to play Fortnite stat. Um, so Fortnite. Fortnite news. This is. Uh, Speaking of stats, what's your KDR? Uh, uh, you know what? I should check that. I should really come in with my stats one time. Yeah. I still want to do one. I want to play the game together. But I, I would like that. Yes, I know. Just because for friendship. If there's mics in front of our face, whatever. Um, there's always one mic in front of your face. There's always a mic in front of my face. <laughs> Calling you mic is so weird. You're not a mic. No, it happens a lot in the business realm. Oh. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. Realm. The business realm. I step into the business realm. I, I have the, the, the nether realm from Mortal Kombat <laughs> yes. and then the business realm. And one of them, I do rip people's spines out. I'm not going to tell you which one. 
<laughs> you leave the boardroom, you're like, I need to go back to Asgard. <laughs> um, the, uh, no, wait. Guard what? your ass, because I'm coming for you. <laughs> so in Fortnite, uh, yeah, I should look up my stats. Um, in Fortnite, uh, this is season four, chapter three, I believe. I think I'm, I, if I get that correctly. And it's it's gone back to kind of like a primeval, the, the island has changed a little bit. So there's okay. some like, uh, there's dinosaurs are back a little bit. There's raptors and stuff like that. I know if you don't play Fortnite, this may sound insane. Uh-huh. Also one of the- I think everyone, everyone who listens to like video game parlance, which is the second time I've said that word today parlance? for some reason. Yeah. Very nice. Um, the, has heard people talk about Fortnite. Yeah. I don't think there's, everyone knows it's fucking wacky and yeah. they're they're used to a certain amount of that. You know, the, a big part of the game is the different characters and skins that you get and right. all the, way, the ways that you can customize and constantly be achieving stuff and working your way towards It's a real things. Buffalo Bill situation. A hundred percent it is. Gotta collect your skins. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it a big old, it's a big old fat girl. <laughs> It's a big old fat big person. Big fat fatty. It's a big fat person. Um, yeah, I, I, I unlocked a, <laughs> I unlocked a, the moisturizer, which I thought yes. was very, very weird. It'd be great if your backpack was the dog on the leash. Like on the, <laughs> they should have a, they should have a Buffalo Bill that's in the, the house coat and he's just, that's the emoji. There's, the there's gotta place. be a, a moving truck somewhere on there. And if you get someone into it, couch side first, yeah. then you get to kidnap them. Oh my God. When they start running out of, this is a real thought is when they start running out of characters, which I know it's an infinite thing, so they never will. Sure. But like, it would be great when they really get to the bottom of the barrel. It's like, oh. Buffalo Bill is here. <laughs> I love that. There's a big old forever. Um, so yeah, it's, and actually the big character this this year was Optimus Prime, mm. which I cannot begin to expre- express how weird it is that he is human size. Yes. Uh, not not great. But they've, they've come back with some really interesting uh, collabs because I think they've realized this season's been kind of a dud. And it's not in any way of saying like the game is bad because sure. it's objectively the same game that it's always been with some you know tweaks here and there depending on the season. It's just that I don't think the the collaborations have really hit and the quests have not really motivated you in one way or another. They've come back with some like T2 stuff, which was really cool yeah. and some anime stuff that I'm unfamiliar with, so I can't speak of. But they're also just probably just came out was the wrestling one with- uh, That's with exciting. Be- Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, which is really cool. They had a John Cena one previously. And so it's just- It'd be st- funny if they said he was in the game, but he wasn't. Oh, there is a, you can't see me oh, kind is of there joke really? in there. Oh, yes. that's cool. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's very, yeah, it's uh, very meta in the way that they do things. Yeah. So uh, like everyone's favorite social media company. And our um, sponsor of this podcast. Yes, thanks, absolutely. Thanks to meta for all that you've done for absolutely. this world. Uh, Zuck minus 120 in a fight that will never happen. That everyone seems <laughs> obsessed with. I don't really understand. That's never going to happen. As a combat sports fan, you yes. are, yes, I, I am. am. Mm-hmm. Will you, would you watch that fight if it happened? If I didn't, it would be for a very stupid reason. Like I can't possibly support this, yeah. which is a very stupid thing. Cause it's going to go against my attention. The, the, the expression I've always thought about is uh, if it happened in your backyard, would you close the blinds kind of thing? Uh, and right, uh, right, right. I, I wouldn't close the blinds. Yeah. Two of the stu- two of our most important people in the world. Well, they are and, and smartest and smartest. I think I love, I love this insight into people's lives where you see them and you're like, is there just like, oh, I say, huh? <laughs> Okay. So We're I can be a fun. billionaire. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's never going to happen. I just don't know why people yeah. care so much. Yeah. Um, uh, no, sorry. Sorry. I, I, I cut you off with the- Also, yeah. the Mark Zuckerberg thing that makes me laugh is that he spent hundreds of millions of dollars on PR trying to make him look good and like whatever sure. over the course of his life. Yep. And all it took was one Elon Musk for people to go like, you know what? This guy's not so bad compared to that guy. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. All uh, it took was one Elon Musk. One Elon Musk to come around going, I'm just as rich Colin, as you are. Calling yeah. saviors pedophiles and yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, at least I'm not this guy. And everyone's like, yeah, good point. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, so like the season's ending on the 25th. Yes. So we're going to see it flip over and then the island will kind of uh, reshape slightly. Yep. There'll be a new theme. They'll add a couple of guns. They'll vault some stuff. 
which is really fun. But I think it's it's showing its age that this game is legitimately kind of old now. Uh -huh. And I think people are pushing back to say, this is great. We like it. It's still got a ton of numbers, but they want more out of it and they want some more diversity out of the game. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I think with such an active fan base that I am one of, I think having that kind of vocal fan base is good for the game in the long run. I, I think it is. And I think a couple missteps here and there aren't necessarily bad as long as they fix, they adjust. Or they listen, yeah. Because, you know, you can be critical as a fan. I, I think one of the problems is the company gets so big, they know they really, they, they've got you mm -hmm. and they don't really have to change that much. We yeah. talked about it with Madden. We're seeing what happened with Overwatch. Right. Uh, uh, which is just fucking in shambles right now. Uh, they're, they're basically uh, uh, folding the Overwatch League. They're offering uh, team owners six million dollars to to back out of the like if they don't oh renew. My God. They, it's it's like a whole it's a whole mess right it now. It's so funny you bring up Overwatch. And by the way, you brought up Madden. We will talk about Nat Madden next week. Yes, because it's out. I've played a little bit of it. I will give you my full sure. thoughts, which I know everyone's bated breath on that one. Of course. Uh, but Overwatch, I played Overwatch for the first time. Oh, did you? This week, I played two games, and I was like, hmm, still got it, pretty good. But like, just the most toxic people in the world play that game. I, I, I bet that <laughs> all the frustration of the the state of Overwatch yeah. is just, it's it's present in the actual gameplay now and the, and the community. I've th I thought about it over the weekend and I'm like, I just don't know that I want to invite that back into my life. And it seems like it's kind of a sinking ship right now, which yeah. is unfortunate, something that I love for so long. The, the reason I bring that up is because I'm wondering what is it with, with Fortnite? What is... Because right now it looks like it's untouchable. Yeah. And I remember there were different points in my life when I thought Sony, for example, was always going to be the leader in the console generation around the time mm. of PS2. I'm like, there's no way that they get taken off the off the mantle um, or the pedestal uh, or the mantle. Maybe the maybe the mantle's on a pedestal. I, yeah. I, who knows? Maybe it's Mickey Mantle looking at a mantle. <laughs> maybe Mickey Mantle is 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 stepping onto a pedestal, holding a mantle. On that mantle, there's a little pedestal with a little Mickey Mouse on it <laughs> yeah, holding <laughs> If somebody ever draws out there, which I know they do, there, there's your next drawing. <laughs> there you go. Or Mickey Mantle with just a PS2 on his head. I think. Okay, there yeah, you go. There you there go. go. Uh, no, but it's it's hard to envision what the thing might be that either takes over Fortnite mm -hmm. or causes Fortnite's downfall. But it it can happen at any time. I you know it's funny. Whereas uh, I think Overwatch Two changing too much kind of killed it yeah. by making it free to play and changing the style of the game, the five on five and whatever. Uh, I think it would be not. It would be st staying status quo, which would kill Fortnite. I think True. you do need progression when people play this act this much and staying year around to try and motivate people to keep coming back and keep staying there. Yeah. The lack of change over time, not all at once. 100%. I think, I think the, the issue that Overwatch had, and I think we kind of talked about this before, was uh, when number two came out, they're like, this is our chance to change whatever we want to change. And they did it wholesale, whereas Fortnite has the ability yes. within seasons and then chapters to make micro changes and then take it or leave it as the next seasons go through. Exactly Do people it. like this change? Like the fact that building is now kind of niche yes like a lot of people I like no build. build mode a lot of people do yes. that and you net like for what made fortnite unique when it started was was building and then they they kind of like start playing with it and teasing it out and they're mm -hmm. like okay you know what mm -hmm. we're, we're gonna focus more efforts on this and balance towards no build mode yeah uh it, the fact that they can make those those changes uh heather on campbell heather and campbell on get played mm -hmm. another video game podcast yeah. big fortnite player big fortnite player and yeah. she always talks about she's like we always we can't wait for Ready Player One to become a real thing. And that's kind of what you have in Fortnite. Yeah. And the fact that they can have concerts in there and and, yes. and special events and tweak the gameplay season to season, chapter to chapter, and add the, new characters. The creator build stuff. So people are building new levels all right. the time that are that are like 
incredibly complicated and things that you don't do in the actual game yeah. of Fortnite. Like, oh, if you press this lever, then these ones, they created horde modes, yep. they created all that kind of stuff, which is just so new. Yeah, and the concerts and the, and and also just the profitability. I've never paid a single dollar for Fortnite. That's, but, that's, it's which very impressive. Bananas, yeah. like, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that, but you can totally enjoy the game without doing it and still get exposed to, uh, you know, countless hours sure. of advertising sure. and things like that. Like I attended an area Grande concert. Not by choice. <laughs> I just all of a sudden I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And I was just <laughs> happened to be playing when the seven o'clock hit and yeah. the concert started. Um, you know, it, it really does. It is really the future of the fusion of, yeah. of pop culture and advertising and, you know, capitalism and things like that into a video game. And yet it's so seamless that I don't sit there and go like, God damn it. I know, I know uh, uh, Beast Wars is coming out, the Transformers movie, right. but I'm not mad Optimus Prime is in the no, game. No, no, of course. But it does remind me that Beast Wars is coming out. Sure, you know of course. I, mean? so, I, I, I think it's interesting, like, like you know, the, the constant ability to advertise, sure. But I do like the the constant ability to evolve. And, and there are some positives and some negatives to that. Negative is, and we kind of talked about this with Overwatch, like there's no way to go back and play Overwatch 1. It is lost to the ether unless Blizzard makes a decision to release it. If you really liked Season 3, Chapter 2, of Fortnite, it's gone for it's good. Gone. And I think that we're going to see a lot of video game companies do something like this. Mm -hmm. My hope is that it's it's sports franchises yes. that say, we're not going to do annual releases anymore. You're just in our ecosystem and we're going to make updates to rosters and updates to gameplay style, graphics, tweaks, patches, yeah. graphics, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you're just, you're in when you're it's, in, you're it's in. It's a subscription model or something. It's a subscription yeah, model. Yeah, yeah. But again, that has the same problem. If I really liked NHL 07, I cannot, you know, I can go back because I have the physical disc now, but at a certain point, if you buy into these ever-changing evolutions of franchises, it's it's risky because we're going to lose a lot of content that way. It's, it's a really good point because it is kind of what everyone, if you're not thinking about it and you like video games, you should be thinking about this because yeah. I had this, you know, I've been nostalgic for old islands. I also will say, the, in Fortnite, excuse me. I, I will oh, say- Oh yeah, you're not buying them with your buddies Elon and- uh, and. Wow, the Patreon money has been good. So I, yeah. think I have a few <laughs> islands under my hands now. Uh, I will say is that like, I've been nostalgic for old islands. I also will say I have a really bad memory for this kind of stuff. So when someone brings it up, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. right. I used to drop there all the time. That was fun. I, I, I have also been thinking about this when it comes to movies and TV, mm -hmm. especially because we're now such, we're such slaves to the streaming thing. Sure. And they just- come and go as they will. And really the whole premise of the streaming model was that like, and they're all there. They're all there forever. Sure. You can just access them. And now I realize that some of my favorite things get changed or modified or edited, yes. depending on things. I had a very, I out loud was talking about like, do I reinvest into physical media? I've and, been thinking about that too. And then I get a very nervous look from my player one <laughs> who's like, Oh uh, yeah, right. And it's like it's not probably expensive or takes up a ton of space. I'm like, no, no, but that's neat. that's the fun of it. It's more the space than anything. Because yeah. I, I was th like, there's a. Uh, uh, I hate to bring this up on the podcast, and I apologize to our listeners uh, who are misophobic and scared of um, books. Okay. Um, I, I don't want to oh. bring. Uh, sorry, Andrew. I, I, I know. I, I, I oh God. <laughs> uh, books. Uh. <clears throat> but I'm trying to get better at it. Oh my God. Oh, fucking hell. I hate pulps. Reading <laughs> reading is so disgusting. More like pulp nonfiction because it's really fucking with me right now. That was very good. Thanks. Um, um, I, 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 there was a, a book that I was looking for uh, and it was called, uh, it's called To the White Sea by James Dickey, the same author that James Dickey, the same author that wrote uh, Deliverance. Oh. And it's a book that I want to read. Apparently the Coen brothers wanted to write a movie about it. Cool. Uh, and I'm like, they're you back know, together now too. Amazing. I know. Great news so, for me. Yes. Um, so I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to read this book on the off chance that this movie ever gets made. Couldn't find the Kindle version was out at one point, not available anymore, anywhere. Uh, couldn't find it uh, online in any digital format or anything. The only way I could get it because it hasn't been printed in, in 
a decade or oh two was to go to like a used bookstore online and get the physical thing. And I started to think about all the other uh, uh, things that I potentially love that might be niche that maybe I'll never be able to play yeah, again yeah. 10 years from now. The one that I'm really struggling with right now is Starfield because mm. I didn't really plan on buying it. I was just going to play it on Game Pass, but I'm like, what if 20 years from now I really want to play that game and I don't have a physical version of it? Am I going to buy it? I know. I got to make the decision in a couple of weeks because it's going to be out soon. But. To be perfectly honest, I, I think about that, but I there are still ways they can eliminate it. They can make it region-based and then all of a sudden a DVD doesn't work or yes. whatever. I own Overwatch 1. I own the disc. And I put it in and it goes, Overwatch 2? And you're yeah. like, I, I, there's an Overwatch that doesn't exist anymore. That's, which is that's so crazy. wild. So if you put Overwatch 1 into, I mean, I guess you have to play online anyway. So unless you're in a training mode, it doesn't make sense. But if like an, uh, a disconnected Xbox oh, One, interesting. Yeah. what would happen? That had never been up. To, I want, I don't know. I don't I'd know. be curious to try that you out. You meet the creator from the Matrix or something like that. <laughs> he yeah. just pops out the television like, oh, you've outsmarted us. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Very good. You win. You win. Welcome to the ship. <laughs> um, I've got some games that I I, I, I want to, to update on, uh, but I think I'm going to save it until next week because I have a lot that I want to say about Inscription. Oh, okay. And, uh, because I beat it, Andrew. That's I'm, I, I beat games now. That's what I do. That's what I, by the way, Inscription, best game I played all year. Wow. Um, uh, I'll get more into okay. that next week. Uh, not the best game that I played all year, but a game that I started playing, Andrew. A game that we've talked about a lot. Marvel Midnight Suns. Um, I thought it was going to be fucking amazing. The first hour or so, I'm like, this is incredible. And I got the pacing of it with like the story uh -huh. versus actual like combat is so unbalanced there is a lot of story that i want nothing to do with a lot of it's good a lot of it's shit uh it's like dating sim meets everything uh meets meets uh card battle all that stuff we're still talking about midnight Suns. yes oh yeah uh uh dating sim mechanics to it in some oh. ways but the the gameplay is so good oh, the yeah. actual combat that every time i get pulled out of a, a combat scenario i'm like fuck i got 15 20 minutes before i can do combat again mm -hmm. i have to like walk do around combat. the alley i want to do combat yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm finding the balance i i'm not quite done with it yet possibly okay but you know how a lot of the times i start playing a game like it's great i'm gonna beat it love this game We've this is this one where i'm like I, I cannot see myself beating this game because oh, of the actual pacing of it. it. Um, but I, I still think you might want to give it a try because i know you're a huge marvel fan i, I know you've marvel talked fan. about it uh uh it's it's it, i'm curious about it but i if, if you're out there and you've played the game Please let me know if the first four or five hours of the game, the pacing of it uh, and, and the, the combat mixed with too much story gets better <laughs> or not, because I, I really want to know that. I'd yeah. love to hear that there, it's a bit more combat focused and I can just dive back into it. But right, right now I'm a little bit on the fence. Well, has done. Yeah. OK, well, there you go. Well, I can't wait to wait for that for next episode uh, next week where Mikey explains all that. But until then, we have a game to play. Oh, I thought you were going to say we love every single one. We can't wait to talk to well, you Well, yeah, wouldn't that be great? It's a tight 29 minutes this episode. <laughs> uh, it would be great, Andrew. Uh, but unfortunately... Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we have more episodes. Unfortunately, 29 minus 21 okay. is 8. Yeah, it is. And you made the mistake of saying you didn't... You committed the crime of saying you didn't want to record this podcast. Right. So I, I that, but yeah. am the vigilante okay. coming after you. Who is uh, insubordinate, I guess? or insub Insubordinate. Insubordinate. Eight. Vigilante Very insubordinate. Wow, just just, whoa, just weaving in and out. So what perfect. a segue. Oh, just incredible. Vigilante 8, Vigilante 8, the game that came out uh, June 4th, 1998. Andrew, that's my dad's birthday. He's born in 1998? Well, it's close. He's 25 it's years close. old. He's 25 years old. He wasn't born in 1998. He okay. was born in uh, 1956. Oh, very uh, good. And it also wasn't June 4th. Yeah. It was June 5th. Okay. But it's pretty close. 
Well, just in case anyone wants to steal his identity, that's a good head start on that uh, information. He's pretty liberal with the information that he puts out there on social media. <laughs> uh, he, he posts three or four times a day anytime he has something deeply personal going on, which apparently is a lot. Uh, the game was released on the PlayStation N64 and Game Boy Color. It was developed by mm. Luxofla Luxoflux uh, on the N64 and the PlayStation and on the Game Boy Advance. It was uh, Vicarious Visions. Oh, it was okay. published by Activision. Mm. I was curious because I don't remember Luxaflux as a as a developer developing company, and I I I, I looked up the games that they made, and I want to walk you through them because oh, it's kind of curious. They started with Vigilante Eight, and then they immediately got Vigilante Eight Two. Two two successful games, well done, well remembered. Uh, then they did Star Wars Demolition. Do you remember this game? I do remember this game. It was, it was basically a vehicular combat game, but in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So you had the ATATs, and you had the rest. And they would duke at it all. out against at all. They would duke it out against one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, then they made uh, so so far like good pedigree. Yeah, uh, Star Wars Demolition. It's Demol like Triple H. Great pedigree. Great pedigree. Yeah. Hunter Hearst Hemsley. You yes, mean? yes, absolutely. Uh, then they made uh, True Crime Streets of L.A. Okay. Then they made a curious Shrek Two. You're like, what's this oh, all about? Then True Crime New York, then Kung Fu Panda, then Transformers, and that was it for them. And it kind of reminds me of the path that a lot of like up and coming filmmakers go through now, yeah. where you have some success on a unique property. You prove the publishing house wrong, potentially. It looked like this the Vigilante 8 was almost destined to fail. It ends up being great, gets a sequel, they get they go with a franchise like Star Wars mm. and then True Crime, they 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 make that. But it's like they're now pigeonholed into franchise development for like pre-existing IPs, Shrek, Star Wars, Kung Fu Panda, Transformers. Yeah. And I'm sure they made a ton of money there, yeah. but it was ultimately the end of the company, which seems like anytime a, a young filmmaker makes a yeah. good movie now, it's like their next step is Marvel. Yes. Um, yes. And and I wonder if something similar happened to Luxaflux, and that's why we don't know them these days. It's funny, actually, because people were talking about uh, Greta Gerwig because she did Barbie, uh -huh. and she's had a series of profitable, award-winning movies yeah. that she has done really well with, and now she's going to make Chronicles of Narnia for like Netflix or something like that. Really? And and so it's kind of like people are like, huh, like you've done all these original stuff and then you're going to do this like franchise. And she just is trying to show that she's like, no, this is the way you make money. And then it'll profit. Then I can have money to make whatever I want. And then kind of thing. And Christopher it, Nolan. Exactly the point I was going to make. That oh. is so funny you yeah, went yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Because people were like, sell out. I'm like, that's exactly what Christopher Nolan yeah. did. And it's working out pretty well they, for him. They backed up the truck for him to do, especially Dark Knight Rises. Yes, and which a movie he actively did not want to do. Did not want to do, but- It doesn't show at all. No, 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 of course not. Oh, no. He was born in the darkness. It's Andrew. a tight three hours. <laughs> well, all of his movies are, are inarguably tight three hours. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Um, uh, no, no, but I, I understand that. It's, yeah. it's a fine line between whatever, quote unquote, selling it. Everyone who looks at someone and says they've sold out probably has never had the opportunity to sell anything for any significant I, amount of money. It is one anyway. of the least, you know, like we're, we're sports fans. It's one of my least favorite things like, he didn't sign with the home team. He took $10 million more to do that. I'm like, yeah. look me in the eye and tell me you wouldn't do that. So look me in the eye and you wouldn't slap your grandmother for $10 million. Okay, here's a good question yeah. for you. And I want you to try to answer as honestly as possible. Sure. You're not Dustin Johnson, but you are a mid-level PGA player. Oh, and Live Golf offers you a massive salary contract to sign with them. Live Golf is the Saudi Arabian-backed yeah. uh, golf uh tournament organization, organization yeah. that was meant to compete with the PGA. <laughs> Look up that shit show if you want if you want a good story. Would you would you take the money? 
I, you have to. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, you have to. And especially it's all these older players. Uh -huh. They're not going to make that money. They're yeah. like they're they're setting up their grandkids. Mm -hmm. Like I I honestly, I think my biggest issue is not people taking money. I think my issue is people not being honest about it. Yeah. That's that's I've always hated to live. I just hate the idea around it. I do really respect the players that didn't take the money are usually pretty profit. They're pretty rich in their own right. Sure. So they didn't have to. Like yep. Rory McIlroy, who was very, I, I think he's a good guy and all yep. that kind of stuff too. But I I always have been like, when people get there and they sign this $50 million check, something they would have never gotten otherwise. Uh -huh. And they're like, we're just here to spread golf around the world. Yes. And things like that. And you're like, <laughs> exactly. oh yeah, okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> fucking idiot. Like, just go like, they gave me a lot of money. Yeah. So here there I am. Was, there was one golfer who took that stance. Mm. And I, I, I can't remember who it was. Uh, but it was in that full swing. Ian Poulter or something I think like that. it was yeah. Ian Poulter. Yeah, yeah. He's like, guys, like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Good on you. But <laughs> yes. yeah, so the sellout thing, quote unquote, sellout, whatever. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for Luxaflux because they 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 had a game announced for 2003 called King. Don't know what that was about. Mm. Never came out. So their last game was, was Transformers. Game. <laughs> it was, but like a dark yeah. representation yeah. of, yeah. I just can't wait to be. And he just flips oh. a coin or something and he goes, King. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> Fucking hell. Damn. Do we need to do a Your Game is Perfect again? Because that oh, sounds fucking amazing. That's so fun. Uh, the gameplay. So obviously vehicular combat. We went over it. Is it going to be good? We don't know. But in this game, <laughs> uh, similar to Twisted Metal, you have a machine gun by default. Uh, okay. You can add to your car mines, auto cannons, rocket pods, mortars, homing missiles, and a special that's unique to each car. Cool. So far, it sounds very much like Twisted Metal. Yes. Uh, each weapon has a special firing mode, which does more damage but consumes more ammo. Right. Cool concept. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, it focuses more on technique and combos. So there's actually like fighting game style inputs that you can uh, uh, incorporate to, to shooting that can accomplish different things like different uh, uh, attack patterns, combos, that sort of thing with your car. Something that Twisted Metal seemed not to have. It yeah. was more just like press button to fire. Um, there are icons like wrenches to repair damage, zigzag lines that jam homing weapons, etc. like pickups and that. So, right. so far it sounds pretty run of the mill. Yeah. And I remember going back and playing this game and not thinking it was different very much in terms of the concept, but in terms of the tone and execution, Visual Anti-8 was the one that stuck with me the most of all the vehicular combat games. So I'm going to be looking for that when we go back to play it to see whether or not that kind of resonates with me in the same mm -hmm. way or if it just was the right game at the right time. I'm, I'm not 100% right. sure. Gotcha. Um, the story is an alternate 1975. Um, oh, Nixon's still president. Nixon is, is and and oh, we can th live the dream of 1975 all Amazing. over again. So good. Uh, Sid Byrne, who's an Australian terrorist. Australia. <laughs> Uh-oh, there's going to be a lot of C-bombs in there. A lot of C-bombs. C-bombs is one of the weapons he picks up. Could you imagine? It'd be amazing. <laughs> he throws a C-bomb. He throws a C-bomb. Uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, he's hired by a corporation called Omar to destroy all competing oil companies in the country so that they, they can run a monopoly. Oh. Um, uh, but what were you going to say? I was just speaking of live golf. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honest. Well, uh, did they hire an Australian terrorist to take down the PGA? Greg Norman. Greg, they did. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. A maniacal Australian that no one likes. <laughs> Alleged terrorist. Alleged. Whoa, okay. They didn't fund 9-11. It's okay. Uh, that is until uh, Convoy. Do you want to speak on that a little bit more? Oh, yeah. 100%. It's an inside job. Never happened. <laughs> Jeff Yule can't melt steel beams. You know, the whole thing. Uh, Convoy, who is a trucker and vigilante, <laughs> not the definition of a bunch of cars moving together. Uh, hears about Omar's hiring of Sid Burns yeah. and uh, decides to get the gang of vigilantes together to stop uh, Omar and Sid's band of thieves, the Coyotes. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. That's Not cool real name. coyotes. Oh. The gang is coyotes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool still. It's kind of cool. Uh, so the car- but if you had a pack of coyotes, that'd be pretty cool. Oh my God. Th- that should be his special weapon. Oh my God. Just throw some coyotes at people. <laughs> well, they are famous for doing things to road runners. And, uh, oh, true. you know, if somebody had to take a minute of these episodes, the topics that we would hit <laughs> would be 200 deep. And they're like- the show notes. <laughs> Australians. The word cunt. <laughs> Road runners. <laughs> what? Live golf, 9-11. Like, it's just like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, characters. Let's go over characters. Uh, you got Convoy, the aforementioned Convoy. He drives a big rig. You've got sense. Convoy's niece, Sheila. She drives the Wonder Wagon, which is kind of like a, like a love bug, like a beetle. Oh, uh, that's uh, cool. Uh, beetle. Isn't also what uh, uh, Australians call women Sheilas, right? Is that true? I think so. I think they, I think they call it something <laughs> else, Andrew. <laughs> When they're around com- company, it's yes, Sheila's. It's, yes, that's the formal. Yeah, uh, Sheila's with a C. C H Sheila's. Oh God. Okay, sorry. Uh, you Back got the game. Las Vegas high roller John Torque, which is a fucking phenomenal name. Great name. Uh, he drives a Thunderbolt, which is kind of like a sports car. You yep. got Slick Clyde, who drives an Excelsior limo. Whoa, cool idea. Yeah. Hippie Dave drives a Sprinter van. Uh, uh, decked out with like satellite dishes and all that stuff. Cool. He believes in aliens. Yeah, yeah. There's FBI agent Chasey Blue who drives. Uh, I would say like a, a black Impala or something. Like uh, that. No, that would have been cool. Or I like, was. It should have been like that or a cop car or something. Yeah, like, like that. a cop car. Uh, but no, it's a Vertigo. It's basically just like a sports car. Oh, it's very much like 1970s F, like female FBI like. Oh, I kinda, guess yeah, yeah, like a private detective kind of thing. Yes, not like a black suburban. Which yes, exactly. Most, yeah, federal yeah. officers would drive. Uh, then you've got uh, the, the, they're all the vigilantes, those characters. Okay. Then you got the coyotes, the bad guys. Do you do you have a do you have a favorite right there that you're like I want to drive that person? Um, from there I love the name John Torque. I mm. think I would go for that. Yeah. I'm fully torqued on him. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you have one? Uh, what was his name? Slick Rick? Slick Rick. Slick, Slick Rick the ruler. Slick, Slick Clyde. Clyde. Slick, Slick Clyde. Clyde. I think that sounds pretty fun. Excelsior limo. Yeah. The limo, obviously not a great handling car, famously. No, no, no. Uh, no, no but, no, you know, no. you hopefully it comes with a lot of fun. I, I would hope so. It also, comes I have a place to live. Champagne. <laughs> you can live in the back I have of a place to live. If things go really down on me, I, there's down on nothing me, oh my God. sadder. There's nothing sadder than the idea of someone who drives a limo and lives in that limo. Like, you're driving around people in luxury and then you can't afford a place to, that, that would... Not a great look. A joke I think about all the time is Zach Galifianakis on Between Two Ferns asked Tiffany Haddish. He goes, so uh, you, when you moved to LA, you were living in your car. He goes, is that as much fun as it sounds or is there a downside? (laughs) And she she laughed so hard at that question. But it is kind of funny that if you told me as a child, like you get to live in the car, you're like, that's cool. Yes. And now I'm like, oh no. It's like (laughs) you get to live in the theme park overnight. You're like, amazing. You get to eat hamburgers every day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the coyotes, uh, Sid Byrne is the leader. He drives a Manta, which is basically a Corvette. It's okay. got flames on it. Mm-hmm. You got Boogie, who's a disco loving criminal. He drives what's called a leprechaun, but it looks kind of like a Ford Pento. I'm not sure oh, what okay. that thing's supposed sure. to be. Sure. Uh, Loki, who is a mentally disturbed test pilot who drives a Jeep. Keep your distance from this guy. <laughs> Sounds like they just came up with a jumble of like mentally disturbed oh, really? job. Well, it's going back to Twisted Metal where it's like, what? why is this world in shambles? It's like, well, the mental asylum. They escape from the mental asylum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, and okay, then they okay, open okay, the garage okay. too. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> All right, we forgot we, about that. Yeah. They check in their cars when they go They were the all asylum. great mechanics, great mechanics. Uh, you've got Houston 3, who's a brainwashed woman uh, who drives a Palomino, a.k.a. it's basically a Shelby Cobra. What is that the story about that astronaut that drove across the country in diapers to go kill her ex-husband? Oh, maybe. Remember that story? It was like in the 90s. Houston 3? Yeah, so it's at Houston, like a astronaut, and she, yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Just but 
Well, trying to make connections here. And what a great connection that was. Thank and you. And you know what? She made a great connection with her husband before she drove cross-country day. Yeah. I don't know. Did she complete? Like, she completed a bowel movement in her diaper, but I don't know <laughs> if she completed the murder. I'm trying to remember. Now. What if she didn't shit her diaper? She's just doing it out of style. <laughs> just, this is how I prefer to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's great. Stop judging me. <laughs> Uh, she, uh, then you got Beeswax, who's a beekeeper. Uh, he's, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Of he course. drives a pickup with a camper on the back. Oh, as yeah. all bee camper, bee, beekeepers do. <laughs> that, that, yeah. You throw those honeycombs in the back, back of your truck. You let them rattle around a while. It's fantastic. Oh, that's great. Then you've got Molo, who's a juvenile delinquent. He drives a school bus. <laughs> so he's like stolen a school bus. I think he's stolen yeah, a school yeah, bus. Cool. All right. Of these ones. Oh, and sorry. I forgot to mention why the alien who drives a garbage truck. Well, what else would he drive, right? I mean, it's like, Not I don't spaceship. think that needs any more no, exploration. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, my favorite of theirs was the school bus. I loved the school bus. Loved driving the school bus. Yeah, that's pretty cool. What does the test pilot drive again? Uh, a Jeep. Okay. I'm going to go with Boogie, the disco day. That's, that's, a good, disco. that's a good one. I also love that everyone else is like disturbed, juvenile delinquent, uh, brainwashed. <laughs> this guy's like, he loves disco. It's like, well, that guy must be nuts. I love the dance, <laughs> bro. I love the dance. Well, it's 19. Uh, no, it's right in the heart. He's actually really cool. It's 1975. Yeah, this is the time to like this disco. This is the greatest time to like disco. Oh. He's on his way to Studio 54. Yeah. The back of that, whatever car he drives is just full of cocaine. Hey, that's his special move. Yeah. He just <laughs> like like Mario doing a mushroom. Well, well, hey, yeah. Hey, hey, there you go. Makes he you just, pay. His special power is does a bunch of cocaine, runs out the car and just tries to <laughs> just punch through the windows of either. Tries airplane. and succeeds. Oh, yeah, in most cases. Uh, there are 11 levels in total. Okay. Uh, uh, so basically everything we've laid out there, it's it's almost just another version of Twisted Metal. So I'm a little nervous because unless the gameplay is great, I yeah. don't know. Like tonally, it seems like they're having a little bit more fun with this. Yeah. It's lighter, whereas Twisted Metal was so dark. Edgelord. So edgelordy. Yeah. Um, it was developed by a five-person team who received no support from uh, Activision as the public Holy. publishing company, like no codes, nothing like that to work on, and they knocked it out of the park, so good for them. Wow. The game uh, reception, uh, 83% total for the mm. N64 version, 86% for PlayStation. It doesn't really make sense to me, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. Sure. All game gave it a four out of five. EGM ranked it on both the N64 and the PlayStation, 8.5 on the N64, 7.8 on the PlayStation, so... Like they're doing like hmm. the same company is 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 reviewing the same game yeah. on different platforms. They rank the PlayStation one lower, and yet the PlayStation has more uh, a higher review in total. I'm not sure. Okay, uh, Game Informer, same thing. Eight point. I'm up. I stepped right over. I'm sorry. It. No, it's Shit. okay. I got you. Please don't throw bees at Gee, me. Yeah, oh no, bees! Ah, uh, ah. <laughs> I'm just thinking a handful too that are working in unison to go into like a ball shape. That's like if you throw a tissue, kind of. Yes. And it just kind of like comes. Or Joe's really trying to throw away. that sad letter into the ocean. Oh, yeah. And it yeah, just yeah, keeps yeah, going yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, uh, development kick right now. Game Informer gave it an 8.5 on the N64 and a 7.5 on the PlayStation. Game Pro gave it a 4.5 on the N64, a oh. 4 on the PlayStation. So kind of weird. It's a huge difference. I, yeah. Yeah. It, it must just be in performance. I know the N64 version also allowed for four player multiplayer, oh. had an additional, uh, a couple additional story beats, an additional character, and an additional level. So, like, you'd think by all means it's a better game right so i was weird it was weird weird for me to see that it yeah. was ranked higher yeah, yeah. total on the playstation can i ask what version we're playing today the n64 know? version oh we are okay yes great. Yeah, awesome. yeah cool uh this did get a sequel on playstation dreamcast and n64 so, okay there we go um uh vigilante 16 vigilante 16 is it would it be 16 or 9 what do you think oh that's a good question Ocean's 11 rules, it's nine. And and those are the only rules I choose to live by. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. <laughs> but yeah. like Danny Ocean Except himself, I don't pay attention to the rules. 
I only That's lied about being a thief. Absolutely. Uh, does he make you laugh? He doesn't make me cry. Um, <laughs> the Except when women are going, then we go minus. We oh, go, that's uh, true. <laughs> that's true because they only make 80% of the Ocean's Eleven made. There is a joke there very easy that like, yeah. they probably, it's like, did you think about this? Did you think why this would be a bad idea? It's like, well, no, we just thought they made 11, 12, 13, so maybe 8, 9, 10. And you're like, yeah, okay. Okay, good. Not 14, 15, Yeah, 16. not Ocean 7.2 or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ocean's glass ceiling. Okay. Ocean's glass ceiling. Uh, uh, so the game got a sequel. Yeah, as I mentioned, PlayStation, Dreamcast, N64. Uh, Andrew, do you feel like you played enough of the game in the in, in back in the day to give it a ranking in the retro bit, or do you want to save your score for I later? I think I'm going to save my score. Because I think you and I played it briefly, uh, uh, just like a couple competitive matches. I know you and I played this game way back in the day mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Uh, I played a shit ton of this game. Okay. So when we come back after the break, I will give it my rating out of four bits uh, based exactly on how I remember it back right, in the day right, right, and right. on the uh, the modern day score. And you'll give it your ranking based on what you think you would have thought about it had you played a little bit more of it back when it came out in 98. Yeah, and I will say to the people that didn't like our Twisted Metal score previously, this could work out for you. Yeah. Where we play this game, we're like, whoa, this is worse. Wait, yes. okay, now I need to revisit Twisted Metal because that's- Maybe it's just vehicular combat that we don't like. Exactly. Kind of or thing, maybe yeah. it's games of this age and that the scope that they're sure. trying to do things or it could go worse for you <laughs> it could yeah maybe could. this game yeah. is uh kicks some serious ass yeah it tells calypso to go fuck off yeah fuck you calypso <laughs> yeah. sweet tooth you're cool calypso i know another word that starts with c that i want to call you <laughs> <laughs> let me introduce you to my australian friend over here sid burns <laughs> he's much more comfortable saying this word than i am let it rip uh all right all right so uh, uh if you're gonna join us for the gameplay segment great over on your youtube channel otherwise we'll see you guys on the other side in uh two shakes of uh exhaust pipe yeah yeah nice yeah it's a car's tail yeah <laughs> car's tail the natural tail pipe <laughs> do you ever hear those movies where it's like cars and they're like so how does one give a circumcision in the cars universe and you're like uh we do not need to keep going this far <laughs> is it a thing they do they're very religious <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, actually, I know how. Oh, they have how? to call the oil. <laughs> <laughs> Which is short for motor oil? <laughs> Body uh, shop is a prostitution ring. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know what they do there to buff you out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus, All take right, the wheel. See you on the other side. Hey, D-Pads, want to watch this week's gameplay segment where we play a portion of today's game and provide video commentary while doing it? All of our gameplay segments are available for free at youtube.com slash the retrograde podcast. Make sure to subscribe and maybe leave us a like and comment while you're there. And while you're here, why not drop us a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice? It only takes you a moment, but it helps us out immensely and lets us know you appreciate us as much as we appreciate you. You can still join us on our Patreon for $5 US per month at patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast for monthly bonus episodes such as drafts, spoiler casts, top 10 lists, and take some suggestions from the community, both gaming and non-gaming related. Plus, make sure to follow us on all our social media channels. It's at RetrogradePod on Twitter and TikTok or at the Retrograde Podcast on Instagram. We're also available on Twitter at RetrogradeMikey and at RetrogradeAndy. Finally, reach out to us with any business inquiries or questions and comments you'd like us to read on air at the Retrograde Podcast at gmail.com we'll see you all on the other side and welcome back to the retrograde uh oh, my fucking wrist oh, uh, wrong? oh hey uh sorry guys i'm just a little distracted my wrist's uh, still hurting a little bit what's wrong no no i didn't want to bring it up before but okay. it's just been it's like been cramping up it's been harder to uh like just play some game especially like the xbox starfield controllers like hard to like the one you just used yeah yeah i didn't want to say anything but oh. it's hard for me to like grip and and 
play with and like my wrist buttons and things. Yeah, a little bit. It's just hard. Like I can do it. I don't want to complain. I don't want to right. be one of those guys. Um, it's just it was it was a little bit. So you're not complaining. No, no, no. no so no. like the games we just played where I beat you to nothing were fair and square. I mean, oh, so you do want to like you didn't cheat. I, I'm, I did I'm not, not, I'm not no, saying you I cheated. did not cheat. And uh, Andrew, did I did I bring up the injury? Not till you lost. But but I didn't bring it up before. That's how you know I'm playing with honor. I think if you brought it up before, it'd be better. No, that would have been a built-in excuse, though. And the worst part is if and you, you would have won. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even saying it affected me. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. All it, right. it just well, hurts. Go, it oh, still hurts mm-hmm. right now. It's throbbing. It hurts. Mm-hmm. It's like it's on fire. Right. You try playing, and you know what? I'm sure you could. No one forced you to play. I'm not sh- I'm sure. Well, I had to. I have a. I have a podcast to record, Andrew. We have a podcast. Thank you. Are you are you on the creators? <laughs> yeah, actually, I think my name comes first. My my, I have a better agent. <laughs> your Christian, your Christian name. <laughs> yeah, my Christian. Anyway, I'm not making excuses. Trust it's me, as a guy with an A center. name and a B name, <laughs> very popular in school. I was always like, crap. Um, uh, yeah, I had an. Uh, my last name starts with an E, so I was up. Mm-hmm. I was up. I was. I still wasn't popular in school, but <laughs> I came up quickly in attendance. <laughs> my my time to shine. Yeah. Present. 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 Uh, I, for the longest time, didn't know why we were saying present. Oh. I had no, I didn't understand it was that use of the word. Yes. Not the, like yes. here. Present. Yes. Right. It was, ju- I just figured we were talking like about a, Christmas. Present? <laughs> no. Okay. 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 Next time. Okay. Next time. Maybe the next person. You try now. <laughs> uh, oh, we just played Vigilante 8. Yes. Uh, and yes, Mikey is kind of beating Ow, around the fucking... Oh, your wrist hurts still. Oh, no, I just tried to lean on it slightly, just slightly, and right. that hurt. Right. That's weird. That explains uh, your gameplay, because I beat Mikey two to nothing in our verses, mm-hmm. and the cooperative, we went one and one somehow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was good, and it was a fun gameplay, and it was very different than Twisted Metal. It's kind of what I want to kind of get off to the top here a little bit. Yeah, and we talked Let's about this. We, okay, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll, I think... I think I've kind of ironed out what the major difference Vigilante 8 versus oh, Twisted Metal is. Yeah, like, I ironed it out, even with that wrist, huh? Well, I use my left hand. Okay. I'm ambidextrous. Mm. But it's hard to be ambidextrous when you're playing video games because you have to use both hands. Right. It's just a limitation. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how characters, yeah. mechanics, right. gameplay, mm-hmm. even kind of just like the background of, of there being like an evil corporation, all that, very one-to-one with Twisted Metal. Yes. Same era, all that stuff. The thing that separates it out, and I think this is, if I'm reading correctly, why you're coming at it a little bit more positively is because you won today. I honestly, no. Okay, this has been something that has been brought up to me online as well, that we, both of us, Uh that's we in the situation. um, On my podcast? Yeah, on your podcast. Yeah. that, uh, That we often will favor the game if we play better in it. Or as a group, if we play better at it, better at it. I don't think that's true. And I think, first of all, that questions our integrity. So fuck you. Yeah. Also, uh, how much do those people love fucking tennis, even though they've never picked up a racket before? Right. You'd probably pick it up. I'd smoke your ass. And you'd be like, this sport sucks. Okay. So maybe this is true with Mikey, but not with me. Is that I don't, winning does not affect that at all. Obviously, showing some aptitude to win is more, people like to get rewarded, right? So I, I do get that idea. But I would say that, it is a very different uh, aesthetic game than Twisted Metal, and therefore, I think that's where they divide. That's where there's a fork in the road. Oh, uh, oh, 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 fuck! Come on, 
Um, so, that I, but, and I think that's one of the best parts about it. The music is way different. The color, it's brighter. Yep. There's colors, there's popping yep. colors. In the other one that we played, it was in Twisted Metal, it was so dark. It was even sometimes to try and find the difference between characters was struggling, yep. which is insane considering one is driving an ice cream truck and one is a human car. <laughs> like that's insane that I'm like, which one is that? <laughs> is that the human car? No, it's an ice cream it's truck. The, it's the, <laughs> does that ice cream truck also have wheels for hands? Why is that ice cream truck talking to me? <laughs> um, no, I was definitely being facetious. I, I think you nailed it in terms of what the difference is between Vigilante 8 and Twisted Metal. Yes, I lost today for like no no excuses. I lost fair and square with one good arm. But I also enjoyed this game a lot more than okay. Twisted Metal. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's good. So give me some reasons why. Um, first of all, um, oh, sorry, sorry. Please don't bring up winning and losing again. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're not helping my point here. No, no, no. I, I think, I think you, you really nailed it. It's, it's the, it's the lightness and the self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Something that I think Twisted Metal is completely bereft of. I don't think it knows what it is. And I think, you know, I've had people come out and try to argue that Twisted Metal is aware of its darkness and has fun with it. And I don't think that's true. Mm. I think that it's shown time and time again that it's not going for silly dark. It's going for like, like scary dark. Yeah. And cool the, dark. Cool dark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is anyone who tries to be cool lacks self-awareness. That's that's just a, a, a common thing. The first step of trying to do it makes you uncool for inability to, to get there. Yes. You know what I mean? it, there yes. has, it has to come naturally. There has to be kind of like a poking fun at yourself in a, in a, in a way sometimes. And Vigilante 8 seems like it does that. Granted, it borrows from that 70 like like 1970s uh 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 like disco era that kind of like b-movie kind of thing it's same thing that that something like almost uh destroy all humans would have done yeah yep. that's where it's playing with the time and it's it's not it's not something i've never seen before but but the starting ground that it's going for is just a lot more acceptable and i would call it more palatable right I'm not immediately like ugh, like rolling my eyes yeah, at the fact. Yes. In fact, the title screen comes on and the music comes on and you see the character design and I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is yeah. like this is interesting. This is like Daisy Jones and the Six kind of, yes. but like a little yes. bit more silly uh, and with way more beekeepers per capita in this <laughs> compared to Daisy Jones. There's a thousand times more beekeepers in the way that there was zero in Daisy Jones and the Six. And there's true. one. It's true. It's there's an infinite number more. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, it, it, and then I think the gameplay, this I think we need to talk about because I'm trying to find out why I was having more fun in an extended competition with you in co-op yeah. where we were spending a lot of time driving around Certainly, the levels yeah. looking for each other. Which was a complaint in the Twisted Metal episode. Big so complaint in the Twisted yeah. Metal episode. And for some reason, I didn't mind it as much in this one. I actually completely agree with Why you. Why is that? Okay, I think the cars are bigger as compared to the world. A big issue I had last True. week was yes. that the cars seem very small. Yeah. Like almost like miniatures. And then making damage between them, like making love, is like... is <laughs> That's what I call making love. <laughs> you want to make some damage? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give you a rear ender. Uh, hey. is, hey, yeah. 
is that you didn't feel like you were making damage onto the other car. Yes. You, you couldn't tell when bullets landed. You couldn't tell, you know, when, when you had specials and things yeah. like that. That's painfully obvious here. And to be honest, it's a little chunkier, which is one of yep. the complaints we had. So I even just fired a machine gun into you. I could tell when things were landing. Yeah. And then the other thing is, I would say the on-screen hub is a lot better of telling where you are with what weapons you have and what your health is. I agree. It felt like it was it was trying to be less sci-fi and like, like, like Twisted Metal was mm -hmm. and more informative. And it was boring yes but effective and i think that that goes a long way it lets the gameplay speak for itself as opposed to trying to doll up boring gameplay it makes good gameplay and lets it speak for itself totally i'd say the other thing too is that when the character design comes up in twisted metal you can hear some todd mcfarlane-esque artist oh, under so todd mcfarlane is the perfect comparison for that Thank yeah you. yeah but under his breath going like fuck yeah 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 yeah, yeah. whereas this one it's so broad uh -huh. that it's 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 impossible to say it's anything else than caricature. Yeah. You can't not say it's like, oh yeah, they're just having fun with this. Doesn't matter. But still kind of cool. It like 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 you look at uh, uh who's the guy who who his car was the Johnson or his name was John something Torque. uh John Torque. I was calling him Johnson Torque. Uh which he drove a Jefferson. And he why. drove a Jefferson uh 1969 Jefferson, which is like that's the kind of thing. It's also so silly that it's it's kind of reminds me of uh, of Tarantino yeah. in, in a way where it it's like this shouldn't work, but it does for mm -hmm. some reason. Yeah. And Visual Anti Eight has a ton of that, and and it's weird because we're spending more time talking about the aesthetic and and not as much the gameplay. But I guess when you're comparing apples to apples, aesthetic is what it comes down to. Because I bet you mechanically they do play more similarly than we're giving it credit for. But like you said, the chunkiness of hit detection, the the size of the car is a really good point. Because it would be like if you took if you had a fighting game, like like imagine you were playing Street Fighter sure. and Ryu were were shrunk down to a third of his size. It was like Age of Empire size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Just yeah. it's it doesn't feel like you have as much of a connection with this character, right. or in this case with the car. And seeing the damage over time, you know, it starts to smoke, the exhaust comes up, the bumper's hanging off, it's going a little bit slower, it's a little bit more haggard in 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 Vigilante 8. Just did a lot. It did a lot. And plus they included the whole kind of like finishing moves like Mortal Kombat had. The which special is cool. was so much fun. Specials were so, cool. We, yeah. And we only figured that out near the end too but or we only were able to get to yeah. them near the end and then that last game mikey was a uh, slick Clyde, which is a oh no, no you were boogie and uh, which is a disco driver and so he had a disco ball on top and then i'd be floating above the disco ball and the damage would drop yeah. me uh which was great and then i was playing as i was playing as no i was john torque yes i uh, driving the, the Jefferson, second time yeah and uh and he had a boom box that would kind of send reverberations into the ground yeah. and, and rocket you backwards yeah. it was really cool very uh, cool very i fun. thought it was more more like when like Insomniac designs weapons, like Insomniac being Ratchet and Clank and all that. There's this, there's really blatant uh, uh, silliness to it and a bigness to it and yeah. a creativity to it. Where Twisted Metal had some of that, but more often than not, it felt like it was just like a really big weapon. Yeah. Not like yeah. a non-weapon being used as a weapon, like a disco ball or a boombox. It was like, you like rockets? Here's the biggest fucking rocket you've ever seen. Totally. You like and saws? Like, Here's a massive fucking saw. Whenever you pick things up, you know immediately what they do. Like, we even in the first one, yeah. I saw we both picked up homing missiles very yeah. quickly. The green locks onto yeah. somebody, and I'm like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. You don't need to explain to me. That's perfect. Where I did, I struggled with that a lot in, in Twisted Metal. Yes, I did. Like, just figuring out what the weapons did. And this is, again, it's the argument of, like, you spend enough time with it, you'll learn those things, and you'll get better and all this stuff. But with Visual Anti-8, I didn't have to. No. It already felt better. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that this is the best game I've ever played. No. But it's very refreshing and, frankly, a little bit relieving to know that vehicular combat games can still be good. Yeah. 
this is what I remember these games feeling like. Yeah. yeah. Not Twisted Metal. Absolutely. Um, well, speaking about what we remember about these games, Andrew, uh, why don't we get into it? Our, our four-bit review uh, based on... For me, what I actually thought about the game when I played it back when it came yeah. out in 98, and for you, what you think you would have thought about it had you spent a bit more time with it when you played it back in 1998. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to start us off? I'd love to, out of four bits. Okay, uh, I think I would have loved this as a kid. Uh-huh. I think it's it's the perfect intersection of silly and fun. The game is functional. It You can move around, you can drive, you can shoot. So that's great. And then you, you know, on a, a top layer, put an aesthetic on there that is wrapping it in so much fun. The yep. characters have special moves. They're all very different. All the cars handle very differently. So I think there would have been like kind of endless fun because of the amount of uh, maps you can choose sure. and unlockable characters. I am going to give this a very high score for the thing, but I'm going to give three and a half. Three and a half. As a kid, amazing. I think I would have loved it. I love that. I, I, Andrew, when we decided we were doing Vigilante 8, I started struggling immediately with what my retro score was oh, going to be. Oh boy, you stressed out, eh? One things I, one of the things I say a lot on this podcast is if I've 100%ed a game, it's very hard not to give it a four. And this game, I did 100%. I beat the storyline for all of the characters, mm-hmm. unlocked all the characters, made sure I saw all their specials. Uh, and there's, you know, whatever, 16 characters or something like that. And that took a decent amount of time, but it, it was done in a weekend. And this game, it, it's it's at odds with one another in, in, in two ways. One, I 100%ed it. Two, I 100%ed it while I had rented it. And once I'd finished wow. the, the rental, I never really played it again. I thought about it a lot, but I didn't rent it anymore. I didn't have the urge to play multiplayer uh, versus mode like I would have, you know, with like Mario Kart or something like that. So do I give it a three and a half or a four? Like I've almost promised to every mm-hmm. 100%. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm struggling with a little bit. I think this one has to be the exception. Okay. A game that I've 100%ed, but I just can't justify giving a massive score to of a four because it didn't last me longer than like a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give this one a three and a half out okay. of four for that reason. Uh, but a very loving, a high three and a half is what I'll call it. Yeah. So, okay, uh, in my modern score, so wait, two, three and a half, that's seven out of eight. That's a very good score. In my modern score out of the same number, I, 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 this is the bigger struggle with me because if we didn't play Twisted Metal the week before, mm. I think I would have been like, that's a great this point. Is okay. That's a great no, point. No, like it's totally fine. I, I, I'm not too, you know, it's, it functions. It's kind of fun, but I can't imagine playing this in the modern day. This would be like a mini game inside yeah. of a large game. And even then, how much fun is it? It is a totally fine game. The aesthetic is absolutely a lot of fun, like we're talking about, but it really does pale in comparison. And you start to see when games started getting big, like this one is going, look, look, you can drive in this whole sandbox. Wow, that's a lot of fun. Yep. You know what I mean? Four players. Well, wow, that's crazy. I play Fortnite with a hundred different people dropping into a True. very large map yep. and we could do a thousand different things. You can't, you know, like the first one in a battle is always shot. You can't always fault all the people that try stuff, but you need to be realistic about the expectations of the modern games. Sure. I am going to give this to two and a half. Two and a half. I I thought you were going to go lower than that, to be honest. I thought about it. I am being, I think I'm being nice. Because two and a half is as high as I would want to go with this one. Oh, really? Um, um, I'm, and I'm not even sure I'm that high. And and here's here's my argument for that. There were games that came out around the time of Vigilante 8, and I'm looking at Mario Kart 64, sure. um, that have this, but so much more yep. in the battle mode. Yep. And then you can play the rest of Mario Kart 64. It's a more polished experience. It's a more fun experience. This is a different, this is more adult, I think. Sure. Like, oh, like, yeah. like 
traditionally seen adult version than than Mario Kart 64. Um, so if you want a retro vehicular based combat game, you can do that. If you want a current vehicular based combat game, you can play Mario Kart 8. So I don't know where this one fits yeah. in apart from yeah, a reminder that past vehicular combat games weren't as bad as I seemed to have th thought they were after playing Twisted Metal Black. I still, though, think that I'm going to give it that half score bump to two and a half because I'm mm. I'm saving a bit of space for people who are very vocal. You know, those naysayers that we got in the comment section yeah. who have proven to me that there is a dedicated group of people who love the old school vehicular combat game. And to be fair, they really just don't make those anymore. They really in, don't. In like in one stand. Not like this. So this, yeah. So this may be your only opportunity yeah. to get that retro feel for it. So I'm going to give this one a two and a half out of four as well. Two and a half out of four. So that's a seven and a six for a 13 out of 16. Uh, a seven and a six? It is a, a, oh, a seven five. and a five. five. Yeah. I'm sorry. A seven and a five. For a twelve. For a twelve. Andrew, you may have won you may have won the, the video game competi competition today. I lost the speaking competition. Yeah. But you also lost the math the math B. competition. The math B. Math B? Well, oh, like spelling, spelling B? I think also, it's like shouldn't it shouldn't be spelling B. Why not? Because B is such an easy word to spell. Right. It should Actually, be like what is the origin of spelling B? You know what I mean? That's, That's a great question. You know, like there's always like the, was it Math Olympics and stuff like that? That's like the expression. It, like way back in the day, yeah. there were the old ones. Mm -hmm. There was the spelling bee. The abacus. The, the abacus <laughs> and the Applebee's. And it, they just split. We're going to have a great time for twenty nine nine nine. And you could spell everything on the menu if you want. <laughs> just don't smell it. Mac cheese. <laughs> Crusted burger can you say it in a sentence, please? Vaja Blast <laughs> with vodka. I know that's, I know that's Taco Bell. Uh, so that is a 12 out of 16. A great score. A great, great score. score. Honestly, way even, better than I thought. Even with what I loved about Vigilante 8, knowing coming into it, I agree. Higher than I expected it to end up being. Uh, yeah. But that just leaves us with one more thing to do, Andrew. Absolutely. And that is to compare it to Twisted Metal. What was Twisted Metal's score? <laughs> Actually, yeah, we should do that before we move on. Twisted Metal, uh, we gave just a couple Eight. weeks ago a... Four and a half in the retro score and a two in the current score for a six and a half total. Uh, but that's not even as bad as the first time. It we almost, did. Vigilante almost doubled the score. Actually, weird. Look at this. Look at this. Twisted Metal, uh, uh, the original Twisted Metal, total retro score four and a half, total current score two and a half. That got a seven, slightly higher than Twisted Metal Black. Wow. And I think part of our, like, I'm not too upset with that because yeah. it had several more years and a lot more hype and a lot yeah, more production yeah, yeah. value and still didn't quite push it over. over but that. I remember the first one too being smaller and that was better because it was more chaotic. Yeah, a I little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. problem with Black, it was so stretched out. I was like, where's everybody? Yeah. What's going on? A thing you should never be saying in a in a game like that. When can like, I play? Yeah, where's everyone going? Like, can I just shoot you? <laughs> that was me in high school. Come on, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, okay, so let's uh, uh, let's let's uh, Warm up formally, the formally anoint this with okay. whatever we can. We'll make our way over to the awards ceremony and uh, you get into your big pickup truck with a camper on the back and all the bees in it. I was thinking like just one of those like one zip up things that mechanics wear. You know, like a onesie. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe Elliot will be wearing one of those. Oh, let's find out. All right, let's go find out. You've been waiting for it all year. The most glamorous award ceremony of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Grady's. Oh, here we are. All right. Here we are. Uh, the glitz, glamour. Crazy that the guns. interior guns. And you can't take them away from me. No, out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> oh, and and I and I wouldn't even dare 
No. I would microwave those hands first. 100%. I have bad circulation. <laughs> <laughs> Cold live hands. Mm, um, uh, ever, all the lights in here, you notice, are all headlights. Oh that's my cool. God, that's so cool. Wow, there's, Elliot, good job. There's one headlight, that's Jacob Dillon. Mm -hmm. There's another headlight, that's that's from a car. Jacob <laughs> <laughs> I good. hope one person got that. I, I really do too. Uh, uh, and here's Elliot coming in, and he is, he's wearing his mechanics outfit. Yes, he is, he looks With so the sleeves good. ripped off, yeah, of course. Because he's so ripped. Is that uh, oil? Those are oil stains? Okay, yeah, that's good. And the rest of it's baby oil? It's baby oil stains, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's just so shredded, it's crazy. <laughs> that's great, yeah. Uh, thanks for oiling up before this uh, very prestigious event. Absolutely. Uh, Elliot, why don't you uh, reach into that uh, glove compartment hey, uh, of that 1969 Jefferson you got over there and let us know uh, the awards this game won. The Field of Childhood Dreams. Oh, <laughs> oh, you see, what's this? I always know that that is coming. It's my second least favorite award because then Mikey's got a, a standard bit where he's got to go. He's got to hit that ball. You got to hit the ball. I mean, I don't know what else this award could possibly be referring to. So a movie. Andrew, you keep saying this. A Kevin Costner movie. A very good one. Uh, okay. Ray, Ray Liotta's in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, he's dead now, so. Yeah. I think Ray Liotta's on it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, James I don't, I don't know if he it. is. I yeah. don't know. I don't know if Ray Liotta's in it, but I assume he is. Are you really never seen this movie? He's not a pitcher or anything. In that? Uh, he might be. I'm trying to remember who plays his dad. I thought it was Ray Liotta. But then that no, might be eight men out. He's the... Uh, the pitcher. Shoeless Joe Jackson? Yeah. Who's an outfielder, I think. Okay, well, maybe he is. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of things I don't, I don't know, know that we're See, just talking about. What you're describing about. to me is just one actor playing several roles and you're not even sure which. Maybe this was a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was. That would be amazing if I... Tell, I, tell me this. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what would be amazing? Well, I just, I walk around talking about Field of Dreams and people are like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> it was... And I like name all the details, the budget, the year it came out, the director, the cinematographer and everything. And people are like, that does not exist. I'm like, no, it does. And just, yeah. It'd be like the movie yesterday, but way more specific. Where the Beatles don't and exist? Better. <laughs> and probably better. Uh, that movie. But, okay, here's the thing. That movie opens up so many loopholes where you're like, okay, so wait. <laughs> if that happens, then... And you just like start stressing yourself I knew out. it would stress me out. That's why I never even saw it. Yeah, don't. So I will... Okay. All, all movies have like a, a, a point of conflict in them where everything comes to a head. Yeah. And the resolution of that conflict is central and integral to the story. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to say one thing and you have to tell me whether this happens or not in the movie. Okay. And in field of dreams, in field of the dreams, movie. because like this, if this thing were to have happened, it would be so silly that there's no way this movie can be real. At some point, are there a bunch of baseball players on a field yeah. who know that if they leave said field, they're essentially leaving the afterlife and they give up their space in baseball heaven. Um, and yet, a real person who is standing outside of the baseball field falls off a bleacher and a baseball player steps through the mortal plane to help this child who fell off a bleacher. And what was ailing this child is she was choking on a hot dog like that. If that is if that is the end of this movie, then that would be too silly a premise to consider for a real movie, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so that can't be what happens in this movie, right? Absolutely not. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I know you're never going to He definitely doesn't reach into her throat and remove half of a hot dog, right? What? That's impossible. No, it's I a, know. It's a ghost. Okay, so maybe this movie exists. I would, yeah, maybe. 
Um, you know, you should check it out though, mm-hmm. just to see the it's alternate as- ending. Okay. <laughs> Where it's a hamburger stuck in there. <laughs> I would be so pissed off at that little girl if I were the guy who gave up my life of eternal baseball yeah. to remove a hot dog from her throat. <laughs> It's so bad. What is this tube meat anyway? And you're like, uh, you didn't have hot dogs back then? It's like the 1910s. I think you did. And he's like, take all the baseball. Yeah, exactly. They look like the bat. It's yeah, the next you're going to say, these Cracker Jacks are not real. <laughs> uh, so the Field of Childhood Dreams is where the retro score is a seven or higher. Okay. And is not a movie. Yeah. And yeah. is that's a key element. <laughs> it's not a movie. Not a movie. <laughs> uh, well deserved. Well deserved. Uh, really, really fun game. Very unexpected. Uh, I would have no problem playing that game again. Yeah. 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 It really, no, honestly, it was kind of fun. It would. I, I could spend another weekend 100% in that game. It was fun. There like you that. go. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we can't all wait to talk to you soon. Next week with more crazy and wacky adventures. That's we true. We love every single one of you. We can't wait to talk to you soon. My name is Andrew Basman. With me, as always, is the baseball of bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm going with it. Okay. Your Mike Aaronworth. Yes. Yes. That's Mike Aaronworth. My name is Andrew Basman. This is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over, folks. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. She said Bat Boy. No. Or the, 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 the Ball Boy. boy of the Ball Boy or the Bat Boy. There is no Ball Boy. What is this, tennis? Yes, there is. The hell, what does the Ball Boy do? All the things that you want <laughs> in the dugout, baby. Take a side. He helps relieve stress. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>